somehow, somehow I made it here. Didn't think I would. I thought I was going to have to put off the show and do it tomorrow or later today, but I think I managed to cobble stuff together. It's It's been pretty intimidating week, I guess even beyond just this week. It, yeah, there's just a lot to deal with, uh, so it's often a struggle to get everything together for what I would consider to be a half-decent show, at least. So uh, we'll see if I achieve that this week. But enough about me. Um, you just heard a, I guess I did too, heard a song by uh, Rita Pavone, Stop, 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 from 1967, put out as part of an album through RCA called Si Volo Paco. Yeah, so we got, what do we got this week? It's just little old me here. Last week we had the uh, reunion of the Alpha Strategy crew. That was the first time we'd seen each other uh, in, I don't know, probably six weeks. Whenever it was that the whole lockdown started here in Prague, which I think was March 11th. Uh, So yeah, good to see the fellers from my band again and uh, get drunk and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so that was last week. I think they'll probably be appearing fairly regularly from now on, but, uh, this week they had other fish to fry, so it's just me. Um, but our pal Zach Coons is going to be here about halfway through the show with I'm Allowed, and, uh, we may get into something pretty raunchy in terms of a story that he has. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to see how he's feeling about that one. Um, then there's a whole set of songs about fools that'll come and I might debut a new segment where I read out really ridiculous things from Reddit, but I'm not sure if it's well prepared enough. I'll have to see if maybe I'll have better content for next week or maybe I'll use what I have here. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, that's what's in the pipeline. And then on top of that, we got a whole whack of wacky old and new music and me playing with the echo so I think that sums it up Uh, I'll play music by Delilah next this is Rabbit from their very good record Oath of Intent that was put out last year by Telephone Explosion and Tin Angel
country music coming out of your joint to last me a lifetime. Now, pipe down. It's the music of angels, sir. Don't you dare talk about country music. Well, You're taking it to a whole other level with that shit. You need to just cut it out. You scut it out. The dead of the night The hoot owl in flight And the devil was laughing at me the night I was born, it was said that the owls hooted and flew all night long. An omen that I was an unlucky child, a sign that I'd surely go wrong. As I grew to manhood, I trembled in fear. When the owls would hoot mournfully I grew up believing my soul had been claimed And the devil was laughing at me The people all said that my mind was no good There was madness and hate in my eyes Wild with the drink, I shot old Charlie Lynx And they sent me to prison for life I had a girl they called Lucille Dream. We met and we loved 
secretly She'd hold me and sigh But the owls would cry Like the devil was laughing at me When Lucille's first letter arrived She said she expected a baby that fall And she wanted me there by her side I stabbed the first guard and I strangled two more Determined that I would be free The searchlights were beamed and the hoot owl screamed like the devil was laughing at me. When I reached Lucille's, there were lights in the house and there in the hallway I found Lucille lying dead with a gun at her head with crimson on her cotton gown I ran from the house to the swamps that I knew as I ran I heard the hounds bay and one other sound that was running me down the devil was laughing at me they caught me in here on the gallows I stand They'll drop me to eternity One moment of fear And the last sound I hear Is the devil laughing at me The dead of the night And the devil was laughing at me
all fear for everyone that comes from their self-titled album put out in 2014 by hands and moments then there was jimmy newman with the devil was laughing at me put out by decca on a single in 1967 uh, also, the Reg Guest Syndicate, Guys, Guns, Dolls, and Danger from the album Underworld, which Mercury released in 1966. Then there was Foam with Sailor Doom, taken from the, I don't know if you'd call it an EP or a single that has Sailor Doom and one other song on it, uh, put out by Sheep Chase in 2017. Then, to start Delilah, Rabbit from Oath of Intent. And that is that. I'm going to keep things going here. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything important to say. and That's probably for the best that I'm not going to try and say anything. Because I'm, yeah, I'm pretty tired here. Uh, I'm going to play music by Girl Band next. This is Piers for Lunch, which comes from their masterpiece of an album holding hands with jamie put out by rough trade in 2015 
The shade and night are falling And the moon is shining bright In the center of a graveyard In the middle of the night I get out of my great a big alone black coffin Till the fall of night I've got two horns on my head And a twinkle in my eye I got a two feet of hair And it makes the chicks all sigh When I hit them with my great big club Start a holler and cry Dance and sing, I scream for me While we pound the floor And while you shake your hip The whole job left Oh, well, I'll scream for more While the bats are flying And the kids are sighing And the zombies are dancing And the skeletons are ransom I get into my great big coffin Till the fall of the night
you say? Oh man, the building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna be in no fire. Not today.
Convertibles and Headbands by <laughs> the Music Magicians. That's one of those song poems which, uh, to try and keep it brief, the idea was people would send in their lyrics to these companies and then the companies would charge the person money to have their lyrics turned into a song. So some, some person just wrote that, sent it in on a sheet of paper, and then the Music Magicians turned it into what you just heard. Uh, and then that is from, I don't know when that was originally originally recorded, but uh, it was put out in 2003 on the American Song Poem Anthology, Do You Know the Difference Between Big Wood and Brush, through Bar None Records. Um, what else do we hear? We heard before that, Bengal uh, Sorcery from Face A, which was put out in 2018. Uh, I don't know if that was something they did themselves or, or maybe they did it through somebody else. I haven't been able to find any evidence either way, but uh, if Barbara, who kindly suggested those folks to me, uh, has any information, I'd be intrigued. I hope when things settle down I can go, go to Belgium because there, I've, I've found so many good bands there since I uh, started doing the show. And uh, yeah. I didn't realize there was that much going on, but it's it's pretty cool, seemingly. Um, then there was Michelle Tor, uh, Non et tout le garçon, put out on an EP through Mercury in 1965. That song, I really like that song. It was written by Serge Gainsbourg, and it's, yeah, it's just a real solid jam the whole way through. I love that. Um, then there was Screaming Lord Stutch and With the Savages Till the following night 
put out by his master's voice in 1961 on a single. And a start girl band, Piers for Lunch, through uh, Rough Trade. The album it's from is Holding Hands with Jamie. And uh, that came out in 2015. So, yeah, uh, we're getting close to the halfway point of the old show here. Uh, Zach's going to be joining us pretty soon for I'm Allowed. And then we have a whole set of songs dedicated or pertaining to Fools. And we'll see what else. A bunch of music, no doubt, and uh, maybe some other stuff. What do I got for you next? Oh, Diane Hoarder, Don't Bother Me. That's another good one. This came out through Spin in 1965 in Australia on a single. has been gone, I want no one to talk to me, it's not the same, and I'm to blame, it's plain to see, so go away, leave me alone, don't bother me, I can't believe that he would leave me on my own, it's just not right, whenever I'm all alone, I've got no time for you right now.
Oh, what do you know? I thought there was more time left before that song ended. Oh, well. So. Just heard Empath with Carpet from Liberating Guilt and Fear put out in 2019 through Fat Possum Records. Then there was my good buddy Gradini with Gorilla's Problem from Pardon My Syrup that he released in 2018. We heard The Scientist before Gradini. It was A Place Called Bad from The Human Jukebox, put out in 1987 by Carbon Records. And then there was Ed Kalehoff, and I would assume his orchestra or what have you, Ed Kalehoff and band. It was never properly released. It's known as the Big Banana, and it's part of the Price is Right Music Library. I'm so glad people record stuff like that and bootleg it and put it out into circulation. That whole soundtrack is hilarious. Uh, To start, it was Diane Horder with Don't Bother Me from a single put out in 1965 by Spin Records. And what do you know, it's pretty much the top of the hour and it's time to call Mr. Coons for I'm Allowed. So, what do you say? I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mack away from Zach. Howdy there, Matt, man. <laughs> hey, buddy. What do you have to say for yourself, anyway? <laughs> I say you're pretty quick picking up that phone. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Ready to rip. Ready to, rip. Ready to roar. Yeah. That's the, that. that's the stuff right there. Ready to howl at the moon and scream at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I got, I always got locked and loaded here. Oh, boy. Ernie's wanting to come out. Uh-oh. Come out there, buddy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Madman's on the loose here now. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> Shit just got real. That's accurate, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can turn you up here. You're a little quiet. I don't know. Everything's all screwed up here because of where I did the show outside last week, and then I never had time (laughs) to put stuff back in order. So I don't know if it's just me. Maybe maybe you do seem kind of quiet, but um, maybe. (laughs) No no one's ever accused me of that before. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell me what you're up to or what's going on while I make that adjustment. Well, you know, uh, not all that much. I'm, uh, I've been, uh, well, my, my roommate Kevin and I are getting ready. We've finished a new album. We're mastering it today. So doing that and, uh, our mutual friend, Bob Hat, we're going to, uh, we're going to record like a, a duo Appalachian hillbilly noise guitar, uh, album here later today. So we're just getting just. Getting myself kind of prepared. I slept kind of late, so I'm getting kind of prepared to get up to all that. And then I'm uh, ostensibly leaving Columbus tomorrow to, to move to uh, rural Tennessee to live on a 
basically manage a little manage a little farm down there. Uh, start so I'm starting that process right now, or more or less tomorrow, getting myself ready and kind of start all that jazz. You got a lot on your plate. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got a lot on a plate. Started a new job, as you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, this week's been this week has been this week's been a really eventful. Yep. That's it. It's it's better than not eventful, I think. You know. Better yeah, than just sometimes sometimes I sometimes I really like to just sit around and watch T V or something. That's that's an acceptable way to spend time occasionally, huh? Lunatics starting their goddamn grass, uh, go inside. That's <laughs> one way I don't like to spend my time is mowing the lawn. I, I haven't done that oh, in many years. I yeah. I detest lawn work. I mean, I grew up on a, as you know, I grew up on a farm. So we, you know, it's like yard work was the only, was such a major part of our lives is mowing this. It was, it wasn't a giant farm, but it was keeping, you know, keeping, let's say uh, about 15 acres of pasture land, keeping it mowed all the time on the, I mean, there were, you know, there were some place where we had horses and that sort of thing, which, which mitigated a little bit but yeah it was like a, a major chunk of every part of my week was dedicated to, to mowing the grass and i just think that's the most pointless thing a human being could ever do in their goddamn life i detest mow, i detest yard work yeah it's, of any of any stripe it's a real just norm thing to do as well a friend of mine owns a house in newfoundland in in the city, but it's in sort of just a residential house area or whatever. Uh, and he has a, a small lawn out front. And whenever he mows the lawn, within probably 10 or 20 minutes of that, other guys will come out and start mowing their lawns too. I find that so repugnant. Oh. Yeah, well, that. I guess what real you know, there's that aspect of it. Keeping up with the Joneses, more or less, essentially, you know, like you know, you're everyone's everyone's vying for the quote unquote best looking yard, you know, and that's that's a completely subjective, you know, that's that's really remarkably subjective about what constitutes a good looking yard. I love a yard. I love a yard with a bunch of weeds and a bunch of interesting ethnobotanical. Uh, plants and you know like traditional here traditional Appalachian plants I love it you know as a as an herbalist I love I so much prefer that type of yard and having yard with native grasses instead of like mowing mowing lawns can really frequently lead to being to a yard being taken over by uh, you know what's what would be considered a, 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 pe- a pest or an invasive plant because they're they're adapted to they, they can adapt themselves to uh, to yards where native plants are are maintained, and you know they so they it's like they slowly maintain their takeover. But I won't get too much into that because I don't think that's that's not of much interest to me or to most people. It's a <laughs> tremendous interest to me. But um, and then just just this idea of how incredibly subjective subjective it is of like who decides what looks good it's somebody who who throughout the course of history has decided well a a, 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 a well-maintained shortcut lawn is the is the picture of beauty is the picture of what a yard should be and then you know it's like 
most human beings only have a couple of days off a week. They spend, at, you know, they, they usually spend one of those days doing mindless goddamn idiotic chores that somebody else decides for them. Uh, and then the other day just doing, either doing, you know, necessary chores around the house, cooking some, you know, cooking things to eat that might last them throughout the week when they're too busy. Uh, laundry, you know, like ne- necessary things, but things or doing, you know, like running errands more or less, going to the grocery store, going to here and there, necessary things to do. But you know, if you've got only got, and then maybe you'll get a maybe you'll get a few hours rest in there. It's like it, it's that most people's schedules are are built such that they they have you know more or less no time at all to really to be able to develop creatively to be able to uh, examine things that are of interest to them it's it's there's something there's there's something rotten in the state of Denmark as far as that's concerned in my opinion there's something kind of built in to, to human life to just to make us to develop agony basically just like you know just make our lives worse I think that there's so, so many aspects of modern life that uh, that that really accentuate that, you know, and the lawn is first and foremost. <laughs> Whoever came up with the idea of a goddamn weed whacker should be put in prison. <laughs> you know, what a pointless thing to waste your time doing. Unless you enjoy it, seems like some people, some people really do seem to enjoy whacking weeds. I guess, but uh, like my stepmom loves to cut the grass. And if it gets above a certain length, she just can't stand it. Truly can't stand it. And she used to have us kids to order out and do it. Now that we're, well, at now at any rate, I was the one most responsive to it. And now that I'm out on my own and, you know, obviously can't be ordered to do this or that thing. It's like she's, it's compulsive. It's got to be done. And her mower broke down. Oh, it was like a couple months back, a few months back, actually, around her birthday. Her mower broke down, and she was just climbing up the walls. I couldn't, it were taking a long time to figure out what was wrong with the mower. And she couldn't stand herself, couldn't stand life, couldn't even interact. She was so anxious and upset and that she almost became bedridden because of how, it, because of how the lawn was getting. It was bothering her so much because she couldn't, really do anything about it you know it's my they it's still she lives with my dad and still land that uh that is um it takes a lot of maintaining uh she's got a newer you know they've got a newer motor now that's or a newer tractor more or less now that uh takes care of all all of it because they're they're getting they're both getting older we used to do it with a with a uh uh, just a regular uh, push mower, but now they've got a they've got a tractor that takes care of everything now, and you know, they're not really in the physical shape to be able to manage a a tractor. So far as that's con- or I mean, a, pardon me, a push mower. As far as that's concerned, so yeah, it's like it bothered her so much that she just a con- constant concern for her. That's like incredible. Getting the yeah, isn't that isn't that wild? <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of these things that 
I don't put any thought into it at all. This is the most I've probably talked about mowing lawns at length, but generally, yeah, if I see a lawn, if it's, unless it's like ridiculously out of control in an area where everybody else's lawns are neat and trim, then I kind of laugh at it because I bet it pisses the other people nearby off a whole lot. And that's another element of it is just how, how much shade people can throw at other people for not cutting their lawn or just, you know, making passive aggressive comments about it and stuff like that. And it's like, who fucking cares if it ain't your lawn, leave, leave the person alone. Like all that sort of trying to keep things in the neighborhood to a certain aesthetic or whatever. is just a load of baloney. That's it. Exactly. For me, it's a, it's a, it's an issue of personal liberty. Whatever you want to do with your own lawn, if you're paying to live in a place, whatever you want to do with your own lawn should be your own goddamn business. And no one should be able to determine it. So I was living in, I, I was living in Grayson, Grayson, Kentucky. And uh, I was letting the lawn grow up. I was letting a lot of like native plants grow up. And to be able to like make a more or less a pollination station for butterflies as they're passing through, making a pollination station for uh, bees. You know, just like basically making it making it a, a wildlife sanctuary within my own yard because this is my own yard, and I actually got I actually got served a summons from the city because my neighbors complained. So I had them come and I had a long conversation with them. Basically, I was just, I was just telling them, well, you know, this isn't I don't really own this land, so you you won't really be taking me to court. You'll be taking my uncle to court about about this lawn, but. I've got his proxy, and this is just really none of your business, you know, so far as that's concerned, and I'm not going to do it, you know. I don't care what you think. I don't care what my neighbors think. This is, I have this really particular idea in mind, and it's, uh, the idea is based on, you know, cre creating a place for, uh, for different insects to pollinate so that, you know, that they, the one that they have adequate food and, and, uh, for another, that, that native plants can be spread. You know, I would spread, I would, uh, I would er eradicate some of the plants that were invasive plants and, and specifically, um, specifically encourage the growth of native plants so that, you know, so that it, those plants could potentially spread by, pollinators and uh and it was a it turned into a giant fight in the in the city wow. i was like constantly fighting with them they were coming every day like serving like saying all these different things that they might do to me if i didn't cut the grass and then finally one night when i or one day when i was gone uh, on a trip uh my neighbors just came and just cut it all <laughs> That's, that is absurd i can't believe people it, would would do that like it bothers them that much it bothered and then they they continued you know because I, I do travel a lot with work so they would they would continue to wait until i was gone and then as soon as i was gone <laughs> they would cut it wow and that that and that uh that continues to this day i don't i i haven't cut my i haven't cut that month race for uh probably Two, two to three years, something along those lines. I haven't, I haven't uh, got the lawnmower out of the shed, so far as that's concerned. But they do, they uh, they continue to come out and uh, 
and do all the lawn care, all the, the weed whacking, all of that shit. They do every single bit of it. They just wait until I'm gone. And I'm not going to go up to somebody's house and say, I'm not going to turn it into some kind of argument like that because that's a good way to get your head blown off in Kentucky for sure. Like yeah. going up to somebody and saying, don't cut my lawn, da, 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 da. you know, everybody's got a goddamn gun, so I'm not going to, it's it's not so important to me that I'm going to turn it into, you know, turn, turn it into some kind of issue of potential violence, I, but there is that, yeah, there is that situation where they, they just wait until I'm gone, and now they have a really, it's like they know my schedule, they wait until I'm gone, and then they'll, they'll mow my grass, and then I'll come back, and the grass will be mowed, and it's, you know, it's kind of out of my hands at this point. So it's like this really unusual seesaw uh, battle that's going on that they figured out a way to win. But, you know, not really, because they're, yeah. <laughs> the joke's they're really on them. doing the work. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the work that I detest doing. They're <laughs> essentially getting me out of trouble with the city. And, you know, I, I'm sitting on my butt not doing anything in that regard at any rate so i guess it's it's really up in the air to decide you know who really wins in that scenario i i would say i i would say i win in that scenario because they're essentially they're just doing they're they're just doing my legwork for me they're performing a service that people would usually have to pay for otherwise and you get it for free at and you don't have to even (laughs) schedule the thing it's like it just gets done Exactly. The only payment is just my my, my neighbors detesting me, and, and uh, you know that's that's a pretty cheap price. And my, <laughs> you know, I think they, they, you know, they already did anyway. They already didn't like me. They already detested me. So it was, it, you know, it was very much like, um, I, I, it's I, I don't lose at all. They they already they already didn't like me. So it it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't earn any new rebuke. I didn't earn any new ill feelings, and I don't have those feelings toward them. You know, like that. That would be another thing. I, I don't really get. I don't get tremendously upset when they do it. I don't. I don't cry in the koi pool. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't scream up into the heavens about it at all. But I just think, well, I, if, when I see it happen, I'm just like, oh, what? A, what a bunch of foolish people i can't believe they wasted their time doing this they've gotten so upset about this that but you know that's their own business they want to whatever they want to get they want to get up and arm if they want to pick that as the one thing in their life that they are are choosing to make a stand on then i say you know whatever more more power to them so far as that's concerned if that's the if that's the one thing that they want to choose to get so worked up and hot and bothered about then what, what does it matter for me, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned the term foolish people. What I have next is a whole set of songs that have the word fool in them and pertain to foolish or fool-type individuals. So <laughs> oh, i start that off yeah. with Dick Nolan and the fool, the song that you and I love. Um, but you no. know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um but no, it's it's really funny when thinking about what we were like pretty much saying we were going to talk about and it turned into instead of being something really raunchy we were going to get into today, we decided to talk about mowing lawns and cutting grass for the past 17 <laughs> minutes. So, yeah, it's just how things roll around. Well, y- I I guess it took care of itself. I mean, we could always talk about that. We could always talk about that 
that topic another time. It's it's something I've been thinking about an awful lot. So it's something that we can we can definitely pick up at a and and maybe Ollie because it, it's just some it's something that so recently happened to me that by the time next week rolls around, for example, I might really be I might really be firing on all cylinders when I'm talking about it. I might really have put a tremendous amount of, like way more thought than I have put into it now because of just by <laughs> virtue of time or. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's something that we can pocket for the what we had intended to talk about. We can we can pocket it for the future and and uh, you know pick pick it back up. Yeah, seems like something else just kind of presented itself, and <laughs> I try to I try to stay uh, I try to stay a candidate. I try to stay eligible if if something else breezes in. <laughs> yeah, if something kind of springs up. As it would like a weed in a garden, you could say. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't pluck it out. I don't pluck it. I marvel at it, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. discuss it. <laughs> All right, Powell. I guess we'll wrap it up there, and uh, the folks at home got something to look forward to next week. <laughs> that's that's accurate. Yeah, it's it's going to be a barn burner, y'all. I think you're going to want to tune in for this one if you're if you like that not safe for work type material. Yeah, and that's that's what we we can deliver here. There's no rules. That's the only rule is there there are no rules. So <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing is safe for work. No, you can't bring any of this into work. Got to <laughs> leave it at home, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not work, so we can do things that are not safe for work in this particular forum. <laughs> yeah, it's like my my friend Jeff was telling. I I'll just really briefly say this if it's okay. Oh yeah. My friend uh, Jeff was telling me it was well back in the back in the many you know the uh, the old days wherein you could still have a show you know that was a thousand years ago but he was having shows at his house and there was there was pressure on him to designate his house as a quote unquote safe zone. Well, that you know like he that what does that mean? There is no there's no safe places on this goddamn planet you know anybody that's constantly looking for for safety is, is a well a fool i mean that's just the only way you can really determine them and uh but it's this there you know there's a really there's nothing wrong with wanting to be safe like you know but for, for but you know i i don't really think art art really isn't safe and, and really shouldn't be safe it should be it should be pretty wild and unpredictable and confusing and and it, it it shouldn't there shouldn't be a type of snobbery involved in it where you know you you really you really limit the crowd about who can come and and see the X Y Z thing. That's a, that's a really good way to get, put yourself more or less in an echo chamber. And uh, so people were trying to get him to designate his house where he was having shows as a safe space, quote unquote safe space. And he said, "I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it." Because there, there are no safe places. There, that's that's a that's a it's just totally an illusion. And uh, I really, hate, I detest that term, safe space. You know, there's that's just a, it's it's unreal. It doesn't exist. There, there, you know, there there are no safe spaces. And and in the in the the process by which you use to make a place safe you rob them of all sorts of other things which is 
the ability to surprise, which I think is really important, and not necessarily shock, but surprise, which is really important in in art. The uh, the the ability to be able to uh, to to develop and present an a an, an, a point of view that might be uh, that might um, contradict the way that someone feels. That's really important. You, I don't I don't think that you should you should weed that kind of thing out. I think that's that's a really remarkably important thing. If somebody's just saying really awful, racist, terrible things or professing to be a Nazi, well, that's sure. That's one thing where you say, get the hell out of my house. You're not welcome back here anymore, obviously. I think that's, that goes without saying. But if somebody, you know, it's, if, if, if you're using the context of a quote-unquote safe space to, you know, to say that somebody can't, do something surprising or unusual or, you know, something that may make somebody feel uncomfortable, which, uh, you know, most art that I really like makes me feel uncomfortable or makes me feel confused or makes me feel uh, kind of upsets me in a way. Like, those are those are important aspects of of creating art and and viewing art. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm go- I've gone off the, I've gone off the deep end here. But anyway, I, <laughs> that, that just kind of like, that kind of reminded me of that, of this, this idea when we were talking about you know, work as opposed to non-work and uh, that reminded me of the safe space versus the place that uh, you know that isn't that isn't safe which is everywhere more or less maybe you know your own bedroom presumably is safe but you never know when carbon monoxide is pouring through you know or you never know when the heart attack sneaks in in the middle of the night there's no there's no safety from the things that are ter- terrify us in this world. Anyway, I, I'm, I've gone, I've gone, <laughs> as as is not uncommon, I've gone pretty far astray. But it was, it was, I had a really good time uh, exploring some of these, <laughs> some of these wild ideas. And yeah, next next weekend, next week should be a should be a real wild <laughs> transgressive ride. Yeah, everybody that wants to hop on. <laughs> yeah, everybody's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. Well, good yakking with you as always, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back with you again next week. I'm sure I'll be talking to you before that anyway. Uh, cannot wait, my buddy. I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, I look forward to hearing the rest of the show as always. Appreciate it. All right, pal. Have a good one. Be seeing you. You too. Be seeing ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. There we go. That was Zach. And now it's fool time. Uh, Dick Nolan, the fool from Moving Out, put out in 1966. Here it is. He's heard so much. Oh my.
She grew angry wings and left in circumfinity A poet, no, a fool, I hope not a bum No, I'm only me
cleanser, full set, dancing fool by the Butthole Surfers. That's from Independent Worm Saloon, put out in 1993 by Capital. Then there was Dewey Knight before that, uh, Conversation with a Fool, from a single that was put out by the unfortunately named Confederate Records, perhaps the foolishly named Confederate Records. Um, then we heard Lee Hazelwood, Poet, Fool, or Bum, from an album of the same name, the same name even, Put out in 1973 by Capitol. There's a really funny story I read in an interview with Lee Hazelwood where apparently there was somebody who reviewed that record and they thought they were being cute based on the title. They just put one word as a response or the review and that was bum. So the review consisted of the word bum in reference to the title poet fool, fool or bum. And then Lee Hazelwood in the interview afterwards had said... If I ever see that guy around, I'm going to beat him to the ground. So, I don't know if he ever did, but I wouldn't want to mess with Lee Hazelwood. We heard Jerry McCain and his upstarts before Lee Hazelwood crying like a fool, the demo version, which appeared on a single that Norton Records put out in 2017. I really love it when vocalists cry maniacally like that on a record or laugh you know, whatever kind of expression in, in that capacity. So that gets two thumbs up for me. Before Jerry McCain and his upstarts, the Carolines Love Made a Fool of Me, put out in 1965 by Polydor. And to start, it was Dick Nolan with The Fool, released by Ace Records in 1966 as part of the album Moving Out. And to tie that back to Lee Hazelwood as well, he, I don't know if he wrote it or co-wrote it with his wife at the time, Naomi Ford, but I've seen that song, The Fool, credited to him and her as the the main songwriter, but never both of them, so I don't know what, what that really means, but um, anyhow, Dick Nolan took a few liberties with that. If you heard the record, recorded version that Lee Hazelwood uh, put together, it's quite a bit different, and then Dick also... Uh, Changed some of the lyrics around. I think he made it more concise. But, yeah, that, that's one of my all-time favorite Fool songs. And there are many. All right. Uh, we're getting through the show here. I only got probably one more full set I'll play for you. And I'll come back and wrap it up, and that'll be that. I don't think I'll get to my proposed weird stuff on Reddit today. I'll save that segment for next week when I can do it a little more properly and, and find better material for it than I think I've found already. I think the material is there to be found. It just takes time to sift through it all. Um, anyhow, yeah, what's next is Monitor. This is Inter Interim from uh, their self-titled 1981 album that they put out on their own world imitation label. It's a really strange record, and I think this song is pretty indicative of that. Here it is.
a sick, sick, sick world. And it's waiting for you.
Hey. Hey. Yeah, that was... I'll turn that echo down. That was Marcus uh, Melma Spaziali. Comes from something they put out this year, known as Mara's Breezy. We heard Hanako before that. Lissy from an EP of the same name put out in 2017. Then there was Essie with Marimba from Vital Creatures, released by Ramp Local in 2019. Then there was that song by the Moppets, which sounds like it's played on the wrong speed, but I don't believe it is. I just have an MP3 rip of it. I don't have the actual record, but... Um, that was Cry Just a Little, released in 1966 by Spirit. I'm going to see if maybe that is playing at the wrong speed. I don't know. It's unusually slow tempo and really just drawn out for a song that would be released as a pop single in 1966. Um, then there was Hand and Leg, Spit in My Eye from Lust in Peace. That came out in 2019 through Fourth Dimension and Slovenly. To start Monitor with Interim, put out in 1981 by World Imitation. So, I am just a little bit over the two-hour mark here. I'll play one more song, and that'll be that. Uh, So it's Zuza Konz with uh, Zep Almak Vega, as it's known in Hungarian, from her album Ilis which Pepita put out in 1971. Thanks for being here, and uh, next week maybe I'll be a little more lively and hopefully not as hungover or tired. But then again, I could be even more tired and even more hungover. So we'll leave that to be seen to. Thanks for being here. Had people listening from all over the place. We had Canada, U.S., Czech Republic, Poland, Great Britain, and that's, that's what I'd seen. Maybe there's more people who were kind of in and out and didn't want to stick around too long. But, yeah. Uh, and thanks to Zach for being here, offering his insight on grass cutting and related topics. I think that's all I got. See ya.
look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.